Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold, and I want you to know that your story is important. Very important. We're going to talk about that today, helping to understand your story and be able to share it. And our my guest today is Dr. Marcus Bachman. He's the founder and president of CounselingCare.us here in the Twin Cities. Marcus, always nice to have you back in studio. I'm glad we're going to be talking about Everyone can relate to this. That's so true. Their story. Yeah. Each one of us has a story, and mm-hmm. it's an important story. I'm I'm looking forward to the conversation. Oh, I am as well. So first of all, I think it's important we understand our story, and let's start with the premise that your story matters because you matter. How about that? <laughs> what a nice what a nice premise uh, to understand that uh, we have value and we have worth. And our story matters. It matters to God. It uh, is clear. He knows and numbers the each hair on our head. And for some of us, Bill, that's not too uh, tough of a mathematical equation. Oh, I get it. <laughs> no personal jab there, Marcus. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Full Bushy Head of Hair. <laughs> and for some of us, uh, you know, just think of that. I mean, it's individual. Uh, He loves our uniqueness. Mm -hmm. He's created us in his image. And the fact of um, understanding that uh, our story matters because it matters to God. Uh, It is a huge um, belief that we have to have about ourselves. Uh, I think so often we we think in terms of um, so... You know, I I don't have that great of a story. I don't have that tragic of a story. I don't have this highlighted mountaintop to mountaintop experience story. And yet, um, our story has incredible value because it 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 uh, clarifies, it communicates the uniqueness that who we are, and if we understand. Our past, uh, and I, I'll I'll tell you right now, Bill, the difficulty that many people, particularly men, have um, in being able to share their story, they gloss over it. They often will skip over it, especially if there's any damage or hurt or trauma. No one, no one has perfect parents, um, and there's there's typically hurt in someone's past. And uh, like I said, I think men have this uh, unfortunate uh, desire to kind of camouflage. And uh, they can talk about a lot of other things. Uh, but when it comes to something as personal as hurt or damage of their past, um, they, 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 they really want to bypass that. And I think we have to start with the premise that our story is valuable. Our story matters to God because um, he matters to us. Mm-hmm. All right. This has gotten interesting fast, Marcus, because you, do, you have said that there is a difference between 
how men and women will be sharing their stories. Now, for some men who want to gloss over their story because of past hurt, isn't that part of a man's legacy? Because we heard dad say or grandpa say, uh, that doesn't hurt, get up. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, tough guys don't cry and right. all that stuff. So we have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and, and move on and be tough. So why would I want to go back and wade through those hard, difficult stories that I, when they happened to me, I didn't quite have the language to even describe it back then. Yeah, and how would you as a child be able to understand when hurt occurs and have the uh, cognitive ability, the the spiritual wisdom to understand uh, why, why did that happen? Uh, why did it happen um, by the hand of my father or mother? Mm-hmm. Uh, Why was there neglect and why was there such significant loss? I think a child, an adolescent, has a great deal of difficulty understanding that. And as men, um, you're absolutely right. We we have been trained, uh, you know, grow up, uh, don't cry, don't make such a fuss. And some women have certainly had that message given to them uh, that they're supposed to bypass it. But, you know... The truth of the matter is we need to delve back. If we're going to be authentic, real believers in Christ, if we're going to be mature, we do need to buck up and understand that we have to um, go back. Our stories are legit. Our hurt is real. And it has affected us. It, if we don't deal with this we are going to be affected as adults. We may be able to lead in multiple areas. We may be successful in multiple areas, but in some very intimate areas in relationships, we may very much hold back because there's unresolved, there's hurt that has never been healed. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of being healed is that we we need to bring that that which has hurt out to the light. We need to understand it for what it is. We don't have to minimize. We don't have to uh, excuse uh, the neglect, the hurt that was caused by, whether it's by our parents or a classmate or whoever. We just need to be honest about it. I agree we don't need to stay stuck and forever live in the rearview mirror, but we do need to deal with it. So our stories have value in being able to be understood, walk through, talk through, and healed. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking today about understanding our stories because everyone's story is important and your story matters because you matter. But Marcus, let me ask this. If we are trying to honestly tell our story truthfully, what if the version of your story is flawed because you're not or haven't ever told it accurately? And every time you tell it, your loved one rolls their eyes like, oh, here we go again. Mm. How do we get to the point where we can get a true, honest version of the story? Well, I, th- I think it's more often that when a person finally does tell the story, uh, they may not get all the facts right, uh, the time, you know, the, the preciseness of it. But the heart, if it's shared honestly... If if the vulnerability of sharing, this is what it was like for me, this is what I felt, 
this is what it was for me, uh, that is healing in and of itself. I do believe that um, hopefully the person who is being able to listen to the story has enough uh, guts to have ears that listen, have a compassionate heart, and rather than being so tired of the story, because you see the story shouldn't be just shared once. It's a process of telling one story, mm-hmm. and it's an understanding as they as they, as they retell the story. Uh, there's there's there doesn't have to be a holdback on uh, from the other person's really remarks of um, really uh, really did that happen or you know was it was it really that serious or uh, why why are you still thinking about it today? I mean that's not a safe person. That's not a safe place. And I think that if we find a safe person, find a safe process, that healing does come in light of the scriptures, in light of God's principles, in light of where was God in the midst of all of that. And we need to understand that it shaped us. It has um, made us the person that we are today in many ways. I think that that is an important piece that we we I'm I'm not speaking just because I'm a therapist and I I believe in the developmental process it is more that these things that have happened to us um really do have an impact on our sense of identity and our sense of being and sometimes we just have uh someone who will say you know, you sound just like your mother. <laughs> you sound just like your father. And, and we don't even realize it. Oh, well, th- there was an impact there. We do have resemblances. We do have traits. And we certainly have an impact on how our past um, has is, is affecting us today. Mm-hmm. Marcus, how do you attach context and feelings to your story? especially for men, instead of speaking in a transactional sort of way. Like, yeah, I was in, uh, you know, the Army, and then my platoon, I watched uh, my three best friends in my platoon uh, die in war. And that's the end of the story. Let's move on. Is that helpful? Isn't that... Have I talked about it? (laughs) Well, first of all, I, 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 I think we need to at least credit getting to first base. No, I agree. I mean, no, I, at least at you. least rather than just talking about sports and weather and, you know, what's under the hood of a car and all that stuff, which, hey, by the way, I'm not knocking all that because, you know, that's a part of how we're also wired and, and that has some value, but it doesn't have significant value in the sense of um, being honest with oneself in the areas that we need to talk about. So if, if, if a guy can at least say, what happened um that's that's one step i agree but but the but the reality is it doesn't touch the heart it doesn't touch the feelings it, but it's it, safe it is somewhat safe it is somewhat safe mm-hmm. but i think the other person needs to say well tell tell me more tell me tell me about that uh, uh that sounds like that that would have been really um I, I, I'm interested in knowing what you, uh, how your feelings were about that, and you know, just to, to draw it out, and and then it's up to the the guy that is sharing his story. Am I going to share my feelings? Am I going to share who I was back then and what it was like? And if he's given permission, 
if he's given encouragement to know that there is value in that, um, and, and it doesn't have to be by a trained counselor. Uh, trained counselors are good at this, but it is the opportunity for the other person to to uh, create a safer uh, landing for that person to be able to share. And if he, if the, if that person understands that there is value in that, then they may, they may be able to share a little bit more or, you know what, that was enough for day one, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe on our next fishing, fishing trip. Hey, uh, Frank, when you tell me about, um, your war experiences, that was very interesting to me. i I'd like you to share more. And that just tells Frank, Hey, there's someone that's actually interested. There's yeah. someone who wants to have me go in a deeper way. That mm. in and of itself may be another step and another step and another step until they get to a point where, boy, that's been stirred up in that guy. Mm. Stirring and, up is a good thing. Yeah. And the night before the fishing trip, Frank might cancel just to avoid having to talk about it. <laughs> And then it's on you, Marcus Bachman, for trying to pry into French life. Uh, and then you know what? I would be as honest as I would be with Frank and saying, Frank, you canceled on me. I want to make sure it had nothing to do with uh, getting to an area that might be tender, mm-hmm. might be um, a place where you're hiding. Yeah. We certainly don't want to take somebody in a place where all of a sudden they're uncomfortable when trauma is uh, attached to it, there is the fear that I brought something up, I probed too too deep, and all of a sudden now I've got this person uh, at a dinner party off in the corner crying. I'm going, nah, that's not what I had in mind. Well, I'm going to reframe that okay. Bill, a little bit because uh, first and foremost, I I don't think tears are a bad thing. I don't think being real. And transparent, and certainly you could trigger someone too deep, too far. Sure, um, but you know, I think more often the cases where someone authentically needs just to share, and and sure, some tears may come along, and putting an arm on the, on their shoulder as they share um, just l- lets that person know, um, an eye contact given to them lets them know. Um, I, I care about what you're sh- what you're sharing. I'm here for you, mm-hmm. and 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 more often, that person is able to get through um, the story. I, most people have an awareness that there's six other people at the dinner table, and it really shouldn't be all about me. Even if it starts to trigger, um, you know, they have for years been very careful. Most likely, they've been very careful about not spilling, and. Um, I think it would be, again, more often the case where if someone is sincerely asking some questions and it's triggering some things and tears are brought forth, um, that can be a really good thing. Okay. We're going to take a little break. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about understanding your story because everyone's story is important. And you can learn more about Marcus and his amazing team at counselingcare.us. We'll be right back. I'm so glad to be talking to Dr. Marcus Bachman today, and we're discussing your story. Well, I want you to understand your story because I want you to tell your story because your story is important. 
And your story matters because you matter. Now, Marcus, story is such a powerful, big word. Do we even use that word very often in conversation? You mean or, uh, the word story? Yes. Because ah, if, I said well, to you, if I said to you, Marcus, tell, tell me your story. <laughs> That's a very intriguing question. Yeah, you can use some other terms. You can say... What's wrong with story? A story is a wonderful... I don't think we should get rid of that term. No. I think it's important. I think it's probably, you know, in 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 this culture, we oftentimes people don't have time or interest uh, to pursue listening to someone's story, let alone someone telling the story. They, they've got, uh, they got to keep moving here. I and that. so I think that part of that uh, probably resistance or, or surprise is that, uh, no, we don't even have, have the genuine interest or time uh, to yeah. listen to someone. Don't we have a, a, a truncated version of our stories where we can give that in, in 30 seconds? Absolutely. We, you know, we, we should be able to, if we're telling our story to someone in some ways, because, um, but you know, you're not going to go too deep in 30 seconds, no, 60 but, seconds. Yeah. But uh, versus saying something like, so what do you do for a living? You know, <laughs> where you would say, so what's your story? Yeah. And you could say, you know, I, I've, you could say I've got a wife and five kids or four kids. Yeah. In my case, five kids. Five kids. Yeah. And you've had a zillion foster kids and... <laughs> And honestly, hey, 23, let's 20, get right. 23 foster kids. <laughs> and I, I love my church. I love my work. Uh, there you go. There's hey, your story. You did In a less than 30 good, seconds. That was pretty good. That was, you know me. That's good. Well, I do. And I've also say in that 30 seconds, you've given some fertile soil for people to ask other specific questions if they wanted. That's right. If I want to add a, a little bit more, I, I, I have a, uh, you know, a faith story, and I appreciate uh, going to church. And anything else you want to add in 60 seconds, that will give opportunity that could perk the interest of the other person to ask a few more questions. Yeah. And if they don't want to, they're not interested, or they th- heard the word faith, um, you know, they, yeah. may n- they may not want to ask. But yeah. there's, there's, that's, that's a nice approach, giving a short version. Um, but you could also invite them to offer more time. Can we uh, have coffee sometime? And would you be willing to tell me your story about how you came to faith or how you got to have a PhD in counseling and um, what you had to overcome and uh, all the work you had to do that? That's interesting, isn't it? I, what? Wow. Bill, it's almost like we should go out for coffee. This is good. Uh, It's inviting. I'd rather you just tell me now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bill, we're on the radio. We have other things we have to do now. Okay, I get it. it. (laughs) But I'd be glad to share my story with, because you see, everybody's story is of value. It matters. It, It identifies who they are, where they came from, what what they've what they've been able, able to work through, how God has been such a part of their story. And I do think that for those that have had trauma and a heartache, loss, um, abuse, uh, difficulty in their growing up years, that there is a real confusion of, well, where's God in that? How how does that work? And yet, if we we have a choice, we're going to either lean into God, we're either going to say and believe God through it all. I have become a new and different person. Through it all, I have been healed. 
in the process of some of that damage and hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or I believe that God took a long lunch break and he wasn't there. Or I become very angry and bitter toward the loss and the damage that occurred in my life. I mean, we have a choice of going one way or the other. And so our story can become a very his story, mm-hmm. beautiful, or it can become our own story of our own uh, choice to not be healed and not have hope in our life from it. All right, Marcus, I'm going to try to ask this question as I'm thinking about it right now. How do I choose what to use in my story, which will be essentially building my identity, um, I mean, obviously my faith component's the most important part of my story, but people also want to know other parts of your story. So what about, how do you choose what to use to identify your story with? Did I ask that clearly? I th- I'm going to try, Bill. Okay. <laughs> I believe that redemption and forgiveness is a choice in our story. And so whatever horrible thing or whatever difficult thing have we chosen to allow forgiveness and his grace in our lives and then our grace and forgiveness to the other person. Uh, And we we often will find that, you know, there wasn't a parent that decided they were going to parent with such failure or such mistakes. Uh, No one uh, typically does that. Now, someone may say, oh, well, let me tell you about my dad. But, you know, the truth is that's where we have uh, our story of of redemption uh, work itself through. And so we we become um, new people and our story changes. Um, that's who I was. That's what happened to me. That is, I'm not mincing, pretending, or minimizing uh, what happened. But I am, I am a new person. I am a healed person, emotionally, spiritually, from what happened to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I appreciate your answer. I'm not sure I'm fully satisfied yet, though, <laughs> which is fine. A- ask the question again. I'm going to try again. Okay. So okay. I say to you, this is all made up. Uh, <laughs> boy, do you want to you know my story? Well, I'll tell you what, Marcus. Uh, you know, I... I wrenched my uh, ankle and I lost my college football scholarship and then my life went down the drain. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. And so that's your story? Well, I'm just saying. I'm and that, just saying, why would I choose to define my story with that incident? Well, because, you know, the the the, the sadness of, of all of that and the uh, discrediting of... Okay, what was what was uh, that? That's a very hard story to hear, and that's a, a horrendously hard story to have lived. But that shouldn't be the end of your story. That shouldn't be. Let's see. Okay, God, where were you in all of that? I get that, but if you always lead with that story and you play like you know, life handed me a terrible, uh, ah. a terrible thing. So this is, I'm a victim now. Because I didn't get what I wanted. 
Well, if 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 the identity is I've been victimized and that's how I lead with my story, I would say, yes, let's get a different life than that. Okay. Let's so, really have a different perspective. Because, that I like. Because negativity, sorrow, victimization, uh, really, it is, it's not a good story. It's not a helpful story. And it's not a redemptive story. Yeah. So I just think we have to be challenged. Um, it's like when we wake up, what's our attitude? Is this going to be a good day? Is my life in the crap hole or is my life filled with some hope? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a attitude and it's a perspective that we can have about our story. And you're right. If, if I had to listen to someone's sorrowful, pitiful story, like a broken record over and over and over, it's like a bad movie that just never ends. Mm-hmm. It just, we need, we need, we need a different. Um, approach. How do we lovingly encourage people to reframe their story so it becomes uh, mm. a piece of their story, but it's not what they lead with? You know, I think this is where um, a part of mentoring people and uh, exhibiting um, a different phrase and a different sentence in their story. Uh, you know, I think we can say to that person, I know that was really, really hard. I know that felt like you're sharing, like you were lost in all of that. I also know that there's a God that is so interested in hope and healing for you. Mm -hmm. And I believe that for you. It's almost like we need to tell them the gospel story. Tell them the hope. Because if they're stuck in their darkness, their pity, I think we have to actually with a sentence completion to their paragraphs of sorrow, mm-hmm. say that there is a different way, there is a different story, and he cares enough about you to bring you to that place. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, Bill? It does. It makes a lot more sense, and I appreciate that. First um, Thessalonians 5.16 is a memory verse of mine, and it, mm. it says, Rejoice always, pray yeah. continuously, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is... God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I think, so when you get up in the morning and you you said, Marcus, what's my attitude? I go, there it is. Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances. So if you get up and start your day that way, I have a feeling when you go to tell your story, there's going to be um, a lot of interested people hearing because people love hearing stories. Oh, do they ever? They do love it. As a parent, as a grandparent, uh, my kids and my grandkids... Uh, love to hear stories. I'm not the best storyteller, but I'll tell you, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I took my grandkids to our family farm to do some apple cider making. And one of the first things when we arrived at the farm, my six-year-old grandson said to me, Papa, uh, which neighbor was that that you hid in and you when you played hooky from school when you skip school (laughs) and i'm thinking i can't believe the kid remember that story and you know what Uh, bill people um love to hear a story that's real and it doesn't always have a perfect ending you know i mean uh, the the truth of the matter is our kids and our grandkids and our people that are going to be able to relate to us and actually believe in us are the stories that are real and um so true my my stories of when i was naughty and when i you know made mistakes 
The story doesn't end there, but boy, do their ears. Papa, which house was that again that you, you know, skipped school and stayed in that other house that you're not supposed to and all that? I I had to really think, oh, yeah, okay, I'll point it out. <laughs> it's, the People don't live there anymore, but yeah. okay, okay. That's Those are real stories, Bill. I, yeah. I, am, I, I think there is power in the ability to tell one story. It is, it isn't, isn't soaked with, um, you know, this whole self-pity idea. It's soaked with the reality, the truth of what happened, who I was, where I came from, how it shaped me. And I am no longer in the same place. So true. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're going to continue talking about stories. Your story is important and everyone um, loves to listen to stories. So I hope you can tell yours well. Maybe it's time to re-engineer parts of your story to bring out more of the good and the truth. And sometimes when you get among people that love you and are accountable, you're accountable with them, they, you can encourage them to help you refine your story to make sure it's nice and accurate. Because like you said, Marcus, people love good, true stories, even if they don't have perfect endings, because some don't. We're going to continue, though, talking to him in just a minute. You can learn more about Dr. Marcus Bachman at counselingcare.us. Be right back. Oh, your story matters, and I hope you can tell it, and I hope you tell it well, and I hope you tell it often, because it's uh, important. People love to listen to stories, and it's how they learn about you. And if we are getting more connected with each other in God's uh, economy and in God's community, we're, we're sharing stories, because stories will help us heal. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest, and... It's important to tell stories because as you tell it, healing can follow. Isn't that the good news? Yeah. I I really do believe that for many people, uh, there is a dark spot, um, dark areas of their life that they have hidden, they're embarrassed, they're ashamed of. Um, Some have even frozen into a compartmentalized place in their mind. And I believe that as we are, again, honest about opening that up and sharing it with a safe person, a person that really does want to listen and care about us, that that will create just spilling it out, bringing darkness into light is a healing process for so many. And it's amazing. Uh, once it's actually been done, I, and I, again, I will, I will shout it out to men particularly because they're, so accustomed to glossing it over, to saying it's not worth repeating. It's not valuable because that's in my past. And I will say, I, I, I wish you the best, but I sincerely would say, consider opening up sincerely talking about what is, is a dark spot in one's life. No one has perfect parents. There's always something that has made a mark on their life that has created them to be who they are today. And if they have d- 
difficulty with intimacy with friends, intimacy with their spouse, this is a often an arena that we need to go back and understand our story. All right, that was a big statement. A lot there, Marcus. I, I want to go back and talk through that a little bit because it seems that the isolation, if you don't tell stories and you don't have healing, will result in less intimacy. Yes. Yes. I think there's that, problems there. Yes. I think that if if we're really, um, you know, been ashamed of something that has happened, if we have truly felt like... Um, that was wrong what happened to me. See, we don't even have words to put on it. We often will just have a sense of um, difficulty with relationships, difficulty getting close and feeling it's okay to share something more deep where we just do the safer items like we were talking about before that really, it's okay, but it doesn't get us to uh, much of a deep level when we just talk about what's under the hood of the car, what what we what do we need to eat next, all of that kind of stuff. I think there, the intimacy that we really long for, even in our personal relationship with Christ, if we are holding back of all things, of all arenas of our life, Jesus wants us to come to terms with that which is still hidden. He desires for that. And his strong way of having that occur is when we have fellowship and we have uh, a community in a place that is safe for us to speak in those terms of what has hurt us. Okay, that was a key word because I'm just jotting notes. And the word I just wrote down is safe. Because if it doesn't feel safe, I don't want to tell my story. Absolutely. Why would I? So... Marcus, what is the responsibility of the listener? Oh, here we go. I think we have to really remember uh, when someone's telling their story, this is not your opportunity to tell your story. Uh, That can come at a later time. But if someone's genuinely sharing their story with you, then I think it's really important. You can pray as they're telling their story. You can ask God for wisdom. And often it will be just very few words of of edifying, of affirming that person, of letting that person know as they're sharing uh, something that is of deep value to them. You can say, ah, oh, that sounds so important. That is I can't imagine what that would feel like. Uh, how, you know, the, the understanding that you are sensitive, sincerely caring about them. Wow, what an opportunity. You want to talk about healing taking place. That's a safe place for that person to share. And you will know, you will sense that as you're listening, as you're responding, as you are present for that person, that healing is taking place. All right, that doesn't seem that it's not going to come easily. That sounds, what you just described, as beautiful as it is, seems like it's going to come with some problems for people. Because that's going to that's gonna be a hard thing to, to have to, to happen. I, I believe in the power that God gives us okay. to, to listen more than we have ever listened. Uh, the ability to be... Um, wise with our words and shut our mouth when we need to shut it. I really do believe that uh, our 
placing this before God. I mean, every day, Bill, there are opportunities, whether it's at the gym, at the grocery store, on the phone. There are opportunities as we pray ahead of time. God, give me the sensitivity to reach out, to be a good friend, to be a good listener, to uh, listen with both ears, to not be quick to be wanting to say, well, let me tell you about my story. As important as your story is, wait a minute, when someone else is telling their 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 important story, just be present. And I just think that God will give, it, it does sound simple. I mean, some of these words do sound like, well, that's a pretty uh, easy approach in some ways. It is tough. It is tough. But I think that God gives to us what we need to be present and listening, caring authentically for that person so that healing can take place. Mm -hmm. That's great wisdom, Dr. Marcus Bachman, I must admit. And we have a tendency of listening autobiographically at times. (laughs) Um, We can't wait to bring to the table our experience right? That's right. As someone's telling their story, we're, we're, we're barging in with a piece of our own story. And a lot of people think, well, no, I'm contributing to the conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm showing empathy. I'm, I'm showing how we're similar, Mm. but I I love what you said. Let someone just tell their story. Yeah. Listen loudly. Yeah. And, and avoid the terms such as I know exactly what you're feeling. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. Uh, no, no, they're telling their story. Yeah. This isn't about you identifying. Uh, although you can certainly, uh, you know, do that to, to a, a small degree. Yeah. But when you start saying things like, I know exactly, and I, li- I had the same experience, well, that just diminishes the other person's story. That diminishes their opportunities to be able, well, if, if you have the same story and you feel the same way, then I'm not so sure that my story is that valuable and that important. So we really want to be careful of some of the hindrances that we uh, give as a response. And, and again, I, I will say this, as we earnestly ask God, prepare my heart, give my mind direction, allow me to be your vessel, Lord, so that I can be a part of this person's journey, a part of their healing, and a part of becoming, uh, having deeper conversations in a, in a friendship way. Mm-hmm. Marcus, I know when you can use that line. I know exactly how you're feeling. You okay. want to know where you can use it? Uh, at the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> no. If somebody said, I missed lunch today and I'm really hungry, I could say, I know exactly how you're feeling. But when it comes You know, as long as we're doing superficial talk, right. use that line. Go of course, ahead. Of course. Go ahead. But yeah. when it comes to stories, let people tell their stories. Amen. And just Amen. don't don't assume that you know what they're feeling. <laughs> you can show empathy and say, Wow, that uh, is that is hard. Yes. That, that's a a yes. powerful, powerful story you you're, share, you're sharing. Yes, yes. And that will make people feel affirmed that's and right. cared for and, and listened to. And that's a big deal. That's right. And, yeah. and as that person is sharing their story with others, I'll tell you, there's an identification that many others will say, I get that. I understand mm-hmm. that. And the audience, that's where it's perfectly okay for the audience to internalize that so that when they hear that story, uh, they not only can relate, but they can also move to their story and have their story be uh, of value sharing someday with someone else. Mm-hmm. 
Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're going to take a break and come back and do more storytelling and why it's important. And when we come back, I'm going to find out that your story matters because it unlocks healing for others. Be right back. Welcome back to the show. How about this for a great idea? Nominate your community for a special faith radio event. And that's featuring our own Carmen LeBur. She's our morning host, as you know, and she's really passionate about tilling that soil, cultural conversations of the day, and, and getting Christians equipped and ready with tools to share Christ. So you can do that by nominating your community for a faith radio special event. You can do that at myfaithradio.com. Check it out. My guest today is Dr. Marcus Bachman. He's the president and founder of CounselingCare.us. That's CounselingCare.us. And today we're talking about understanding your story because your story is important because your story matters because you matter. And your story matters because people love to listen to stories. And your story matters because as you tell it, healing can follow. But it's also what I want to talk to Marcus now about is your story matters because it can unlock healing for others. And boy, isn't that a blessing. It's a great gift. I really appreciate when uh, my pastor preaches from the Word of God and teaches us, and the Scriptures have such huge impact on our lives. But I also have to say that when he just opens up just a page of his own personal journey or shares his own feelings about um, his past, I relate, I connect, and I think as I look at the congregation shaking their heads because I'm a, I'm a people observer, <laughs> uh, and I see people just nodding their heads and saying, yeah, there is something about the, the open floodgate of someone who is, is real about their story. And if they share the story of how coming from a dark place, coming from a difficult spot, or or having misguided thoughts in their life as they travel through teenage years, but then God's light and God's healing and God's forgiveness and the story of redemption, the gospel story, was given to them and lived uh, through them. Then that story becomes something that unlocks for me hope, gives me a sense, wow, you mean he didn't stay stuck there. I relate. I can understand. I may not fully understand, but I understand when I listen to that story that there is also hope there for for me. Mm-hmm. I think there is a um, uh, a sense when in a group, in a a public setting, when someone just opens up. And it's it's not easy to be the first one to share the story. It's not easy to be that vulnerable, especially for guys. Uh, I I will relate this again. But once a man opens up, truly shares his story, and including the hope of his story, uh, it, it, it really does heal and bring forth hope to people. Mm-hmm. 
You're also describing, Marcus, when your pastor does this, you're describing a gifted communicator that's telling probably a well-crafted story with biblical hope and application. Yes, yes. So, I mean, that's almost not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Right? What was the unfair part? Well, no, about no, that? no, no. It's completely fair that he does it, but he's, you know, it's there's a story. His story is getting a lot of nods because it's it's well thought out. Yes, and and you know that's a probably a very good incentive on our our part. That as we think about, you know, we always have been told, um, at least through my English teacher in high school, there's a beginning, a oh, middle, and exactly. an end. Exactly. <laughs> and so we really need to wrap up our story with uh, the, the 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 audience almost wanting more. And I'm not act, acting like now this is a presentation of, um, you know, public... Uh, exposure just for the sake of skills. But there is something about our story having the appropriate ending. Um, I, I've been telling my grandkids, without sounding dark about this, that someday Papa's going to pass away. And I want to tell you where I'm going. Uh, if I'm not caught up with a rapture and I die here in this er- on this earth... I want to tell you about heaven. And that story of mine doesn't only involve the healing and the hope that I have, but it does involve the hope that I have for the future. Well, you've got my interest, honestly, because <laughs> you've said you've you've said something very serious. That Papa is going to die someday. Yeah. And I got to tell you where I'm going. Well, I always want to be with Papa, so tell me where you're going so I can come be there That's with you. Right. That's right. And, That's powerful. And, and and my mentoring says exactly that story to them. And you can be with Papa in heaven, too. Mm-hmm. And this is how you get there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, in my story, Bill, of how I grew up and the difficulty that I had and when I went to college and my life changed because of accepting Christ and I became really a new person, that I love to weave the story of not just holding back on the difficulty, but holding to how Jesus changed my life. That is the best part of my story. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we have our stories ready to tell. And it sounds like from this hour that we've had together, Marcus, this is more of a problem for men than it is women. Yes. It sounds that men have a harder time getting to that level three of communication where you're sharing feelings and you're not just speaking in transactional ways, but you're attaching context and feelings to stories and helping others understand what it is you went through because that might, in fact, not only help you to heal, but it might unlock healing in others. Bill, you've been a very good listener. I've been listening. You have. Yes. That's what this I is try really to do. good. Yeah. Um, again, just how important everybody's story is. And I'm inspired and want to encourage you to get around people that know you and love you. Yeah. And yeah. as you tell your story, say, am I missing something? Yeah. Or is there something that sounds like embellishment? Yeah. Or is there something that I could maybe move out of my story or make sure I add in? Yeah. And if you have a, a, that close of a safe friend, um, tell me if I come across like I'm repeating 
areas that is like a broken record. Tell me about that, because I may not be able to see it. Uh, please be, um, uh, we always say brutally honest, but I say lovingly honest. I like that, much better. To uh, tell me, because uh, there are some, the, obviously we all have blind spots, and so for someone to be able to say that. And the other part to remembering about telling your story, beginning, middle, and end, is to write it. I think there's a, a huge healing process and there's a huge uh, awareness of being able to write our thoughts that the pen in the hand can do much more uh, sometimes than what our verbiage can do. So that's another place I, I just uh, want to just emphasize the the value of writing our story. Mm-hmm. And of course, one of the biggest fears Marcus, is what if nobody wants to listen? What if I have no one to tell my story to? You know, I think um, being a friend to someone and investing in other people's lives and um, being willing to be a good listener and caring for someone else develops relationships that will... um, Listen, every year, uh, January 1st, I start... Uh, assessing my relationships with people. And if I really sense that the investment that I've made and is not coming back in a two-way level street, then then I'm going to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I have to say, I, the, the, the formula of investing in other people and, and caring about them, um, honestly, does bring back Uh, people that want to listen to my story. Thank you so much, Marcus. Great having you on the show once again. Marcus Bachman has been my guest. You can learn more about him at counselingcare.us. That's our show for the day. I've loved being with you. Have a great night. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.